This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure, make sure you leave us a five-star review because we don't hide greatness on this show. And as you can see, <clears throat> that is not Tanitra. That is Reggie Chapman, sports anchor reporter for 11 Alive Part of our, you know, techno family over here. We yeah. up here doing it big over here. I want you want to say a quick welcome to you, man. Thank you for coming, joining us today. And uh, we're gonna let the folks know what's going, what, what's popping off in Atlanta today, man. Man, I'm excited to be here, man. I appreciate you for having me on the pod. It's 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 an honor to be able to, uh, to to try and be on here and drop some knowledge on folks. It's interesting. I'm I'm normally on the side of asking the questions. We're we're on the uh, we're I get to finally get some opinions now. So uh, I'm ready to I'm ready for it. No doubt about it, man. You know, I'm going to be asking the question. You know me, man. I'm hard hitting. You know, don't don't start crying, man. That's all I, I think ask. Jay don't, don't start. On this side on the uh, ATL Day One pod. I know how it works, man. I'm ready. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So we got a lot of good stuff on board for you today. Obviously, Reggie joining us. Tanitra is out. She'll be back. So don't 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 go don't go anywhere. I don't know how much I love Tanitra, but um, the Braves, they get they lose again. They four and four on the road. We'll talk about whether or not or what they need to do in order to turn that bad boy around. And the Atlanta Falcons, man. Reggie didn't get a chance to chime in on about the Saints and Falcons on this show, so we're going to give him a chance to do that. And I think I have a solution to an issue that was very glaring on Sunday. I'll give you that. And last but not least, and for the culture, man, they hating on Trey Young again? Like, why we? Why must we go through this all the time? We'll talk about that, but first we gotta talk about the Braves losing four to one to the San Francisco Giants last night, and obviously Charlie Moore was struggling a little bit, and then he ended up coming out of the game. And then Jesse Chavez came up and tried to save the day, and, and that did quite happen. So, um, but yeah, Reggie, though, man, I think that one of the things that you know. We you know we talked about about the Braves going out on the road and how difficult that can be when they're traveling cross country, man. Is it as simple as the Braves are just ready to come back home and, and try to and try to um show 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 improve uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies? I think so. I mean, if you look what uh, Brian Sticker said the other day, he said he feels like they've been on the road for a long, long time, and they really have been. I mean, especially when you move from all the way over to the West Coast, you're playing all the West Coast teams. All those teams are usually pretty good, or at least show some sort of fight. Um, and I mean, as a as a West Coast guy myself, I'll tell you, playing in that ballpark in, in San Francisco, it's a beautiful ballpark. I mean, it's 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 just a different environment, man. You move to the West Coast, you're in a different time zone. Your family's in a different time zone. You're playing at a at nine o'clock in what what your body's saying, but it's really only about six o'clock over there. I mean, it's 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 a totally different world. And I think also when when they looked at it too, they just say, look, we've got only NL East teams coming up at the back half of this schedule. Once we finally get home, I mean, and I think at the end of the day. It, it's 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 crazy because we've moved to the point where with the Braves, um, we're we're starting to just nitpick things at this point. You 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 of course, yeah. on a road trip over. <laughs> That's on the how West we are, Coast man. Game. I mean, it, it's just how it works. It's the West Coast trip, and you end up breaking five hundred. You have to feel pretty okay with that. At the end of the day, you're still only a half game back behind the Mets. Um, with the chance to play them at the end of the year, you've got only NL East teams coming up. Teams that you've beaten all over the place. You've done really well against NL East. So I mean. 
I think as long as they're able to break even on the West Coast, they finally get a chance to come home. They're just ready to really lock back in, and um, I think they'll be able to do it upcoming this week. No doubt about it. We'll talk about what one player needs to step up in order for the Braves to get those dubs against that NL East. But before we do that, we got to talk about betonline.net, Reggie, man. When, when I'm talking about you talking about the fastest and easiest way to check in all your better needs, find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Now, we talked about how the Falcons got their behinds kicked last week against the Saints. Well, not behinds kicked. That's a little, that's a little harsh. No, no, we but, can say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can say that. In the end, in the fourth quarter, yeah, you got your behinds kicked. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. But, you know, not, they're trying to get a win. They're trying to go out on the road like we just talked about and get a win against the Rams. The over-under for the, for the Rams-Falcons game is 46 and a half. So, if you're struggling as to whether or not you need to bet the over or the under, go to betonline.net. It continues to be the top online source for all your sports wagering information for live in-game betting scores. And, hey, you have podcasts. You listen to this podcast. Why can't you listen to this podcast to help you win some money? So, what I want you to do, head to BetOnline today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because Bet Online is where the game starts. Now, Reggie, you know, we talked about how, you know, the Braves coming back off the West Coast trip. They're getting ready to face against, you know, face off against the Philadelphia Phillies. They're off tonight. They play Friday. First pitch is at 720. Max Reed is gonna be on the mound. Um, I wanna ask you this. Who is the guy that needs to step up in order for them to go ahead and continue beating up on the NL East? Well, I think you mentioned him. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to have your aces and your best pitchers pitch well. Yes. So you're hoping that Max Fried comes out and dominates like he seems to have been doing all season long against a team that right now, if the playoffs started right now, they'd be playing against in the first round or at least in the in a wild card matchup against the Phillies. So, I mean, I think that this weekend series is a really good test to see exactly where this Braves team is. Uh, it, it has the high leverage situation that allows some of these young guys, once again, to feel what it's like for a potential playoff environment, a potential playoff team. Um, and I, I think that I think you need to start it off with a guy like Max Fried on the mound. And I also want to say I think it'd be interesting as well. I mean, as we move to only about 19 games left in the in the year, we're, we're, we're kind of looking at some of the guys that could kind of come back and help between Ozzy Albies, who's trying to work his way back from injury. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Soroka has been working his way back from injury. And then, I mean, you got a guy like Ian Anderson who's gotten a little hurt and, you know, is over there in Gwinnett right now just trying to figure it out. It, 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 I think it's also interesting to see that this Braves team has potential to even get better um, and bring back some star caliber talent. Ozzy Albies is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, one of the best players in baseball, period. Yeah. Switch yeah. hitting second baseman can – can handle uh, defensively, can hit the ball, can hit for power, can hit for average. You get a guy like that back, and it, it just – its I think it's just interesting. You've got a, a, an interesting problem on your hands with Vaughn Grissom there at second base. What do you do with him and his bat? you got to keep him in the lineup. He's a rookie. Maybe you move him to left field and, and just figure it out. I mean, it, 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 I think the Braves have a really good situation where, you know, you start off a match for you tonight, but I'm also just really, really interested in see what they do, what they decide to do with Ozzy Albies, what he looks like coming back, and maybe Mike Soroka – um, and maybe Ian Anderson, if, if he can kind of figure things out as well. You know what? I think, you know, when you talk about a guy like Ozzy Albies, because he went with five for five last, the other night in, mm -hmm. in, in Gwinnett with, with the walk-off home run. So, yeah. yeah, he looked like he's primed and ready. Ian Anderson, not so much. You know, he's dealing with some issues. Or the, I think he has an oblique issue. So, I think he's mm -hmm. going to be down um, for the season. But definitely Ozzy Albies. And I even saw a blurb the other day with uh, David O'Brien, you know, who uh, writes for the uh, Athletic. Uh, for the covers of Braves for the Athletic, he wrote an uh, interesting piece, and I and I saw a little blurb in there, and he kind of threw it out there. He was like, "Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Von Grissom has been 
catching fly balls out in left field. So I was just like, mm. yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds real good. <laughs> I like that. Keep that bat in the lineup. And I think that, you know, that's going to be the good for the Braves. But I think that the one guy that I believe that has to absolutely get things going, because I saw this this um, when they put this graphic on the, on the screen last yesterday after the game, like the, your top four guys were 0 for 4. That's Ronald Cunha, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, and Matt Olson. Combined 0 for 16, that cannot happen. And I think that Ronald Acuna getting that bad boy going is going to help everybody else because we, we I, I refer to him as Nephew Ronnie on this show. Okay. Uh, that's what Tanisha and I called him, Nephew Ronnie. Nephew Ronnie has to get the thing going because once he gets things going, it seems like everybody just kind of falls into place. And I think that's going to help the Braves ultimately – you know, take advantage of the Phillies like they're supposed to because, you know, hey, you know, they're actually ch- chasing them for a wild card spot. So, yeah, go ahead and push them down on the level and go ahead and clinch that wild card spot while you're chasing the New York Mets. So it definitely would be something that we want to definitely see. Now, 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 Reggie, now yeah. you haven't had a chance to chime in on, on the Saints, Falcons on this show, so we're going to definitely do that next. Mm-hmm. But I think I have a solution to the Falcons – problems we're gonna discuss all that next right <laughs> yeah so yeah that's why we have 10 minutes to do a segment man so we got we got plenty of time to, to chime it in so don't you guys go anywhere it's atl day ones with jarvis and tanitra with reggie filling in right here on atl day ones it is atl day ones with jarvis and tanitra we got my main man reggie chapman filling in for tanitra today um we want to thank you for guys for coming back with us because we have a lot of good stuff going on here, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. We are now on Roku and Amazon Fire, man. Go check us out. Ooh. If you're sitting at the house, you would download the app on your TV. You can just check us out there because one thing that I, I will always say, continue to say, I said it earlier, we don't hide greatness. So if you want to, you know, share the love and show love, go ahead and download us whatever you download your podcast and give us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance really thank you for that but now reggie the falcons lose everybody knows they lost you know to the new orleans saints in the fourth quarter they tried to uh kick the um, attempt a 60 plus yard field goal with young way cool came up short obviously and i think that one of the things that i've always said about this game is that even though the end result wasn't what you wanted you know if you're a falcons fan but I think that if you looked at the progress through a progress from in comparison to last year, I think that there is some 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 definitely some positives. Now, what say you as far as how you felt about the game overall? Well, look, I'll tell you this. Uh, so just just as some background uh, uh, for people that don't know, I used to cover the Saints back when I was in Baton Rouge before I got a job. Oh, here no, in Atlanta. man. Um, I can't get away from y'all. So I, it's, it's one of those situations <laughs> where, I, you know, I, I've, been, I've been watching the Saints for a really, really long time. So this game, based on the team that I used to cover and the team that I cover now, is kind of like my Super Bowl. My Twitter timeline right. is a mess. All the people that I know are from both sides of tweeting. Um, so thankfully for me, I get to see kind of both aspects and both sides of the argument. Um, when it comes to uh, this Falcons team. So, and I think you're right. Uh, we'll start with the good. I think at the end of the day, this Falcons team looked a lot better than I ever anticipated they would against a Saints team that from all of everything that I've seen, I thought would be, or at least would come out a lot better. I think some of the positives, of course, you come out there and it looks like you really stop Jameis Winston, who I anticipated would have a really big year this year. Of course, in the fourth quarter, he looked like the Jameis Winston I thought he'd look like, but the first right. three and a half quarters, the defense looked stout. And then offensively, 
Arthur Smith in this offense that he's been trying to implement in this scheme and uh, establishing the run and, and, and having some physicality. And, and, man, you see Cordero Patterson come in there and have a 100-yard rushing game. The first time, I think, in 20 games that the Saints defense has lit up something like that. It was a career high in rushing yards for him. Yep. Um, I think all of that is really, really positive for a team that really needed some positivity. You know, right. I, there you I think go. it's unfortunate that coming into the season, there's always been the jokes. I mean, ever since 28-3, uh, to 3, when they lost in that Super Bowl, there, there's always going to be the jokes of this team, this Falcons team, breaking down and losing games. But always. unfortunately, last year, they gave Saints fans and fans around the country, and I can see the jokes constantly because I'm still part of Saints Twitter, um, so much ammo because of how many times the team seemed to break down in big game situations out of, out of, out of last year. So you're thinking maybe right. this is the year they take the next step. Arthur Smith's system's in here again. Um, Dean Pease is talking about how the defense is going to be a top 15 defense for the first time and I don't know how long, right? In, in, 20 years. Yeah. How about and, that? <laughs> look at the, 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 the roster and you've got so many guys you've never seen before. So I never anticipated anything like that. I thought there was all going to be talking. They came out there and showed me the first three and a half quarters that uh, they are a team that has some potential to, to, to do some things right this year. But unfortunately, again, that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they decided to blow what was a really, really bad lead in the fourth quarter. And, 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 and it has to feel even worse that it's week one when, when you're trying to establish a culture and for the season and, and a benchmark. And it's also against the team that you hate the most out of everybody at home in a, in a stadium that hasn't been that packed since I don't know when. So I think it's really tough that that is what unfortunately is the biggest takeaway from the game that once again, they blew a lead and, um, this is something that they're going to have to figure out. And I think it's something that they will figure out, but I just think that you can't give up games like this when you play well in so many different aspects of the game. This should have been a win for the Falcons, and unfortunately they weren't able to come away with it. Yeah, it was definitely a dub situation when you actually, you know, really kind of break that thing down because, you know, Arthur Smith, from offensively, he did everything he wanted to do. He ran the football, he controlled the clock, control the time of possession. Those are some of the things that if you're able to do those two things, you keep your defense off the field, so that means they're fresh. They're not on the field all the time, which was a huge problem last year. And I think that, you know, you try to – there are – and you combine those couple of things and you say, all right, this is a formula for winning. And they did that up until probably about halfway through uh, – probably about almost halfway through that fourth quarter. So those are some of the things that you have to kind of make sure – that you try to continue to do and you know against the los angeles rams and we'll talk about reggie gonna give his person i'm gonna give my person as to who we think can be the difference maker against the los angeles rams as the falcons get ready to go out on the road but before we do that i gotta tell you about coffee am it is coffee a king here coffee am king here um coffeeam.com backslash locked on is the website that you need to go to in order to get some of this goodness because I don't hide greatness. I'm going to tell you about some good greatness that I have going on every morning when I get up. I get, I start my morning early, Reggie, and I, I try to get my, get my day started really early because I like to get to working out on, on every morning. What, what know, time I is that even, uh, I get up at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock in the morning, man. 4 I'm up. in the morning? Yeah, four well, o'clock. Like, I gotta, I gotta be do it. Because yes, <laughs> yes. Early, man. You might have to shoot me some of that, man. Yeah, man. I, I got you, man. Let me, I got you, man. I got plenty of coffee in just for you, and you can go all over the country with it, right? So I, I got the Kenya. I start off with my Kenya K cups. You know, I can go to Kenya, and they got a Kenya blend. It just smells absolutely amazing. The smell of it is gonna wake you up alone. So you gotta make sure you do that, and uh, like I said, make sure you holler me. I got you on the coffee now. So. For all those folks, 
that are listening right now, I just told you why you need to go there because it's absolutely amazing. It smells great. This is the best small batch coffee roaster in the entire country. Now I'm going to give you a little bit more incentive. If you want to go ahead and go to their website, coffeeam.com backslash locked on, just in case you forgot. Drop in the coupon code box, box locked on, and you're going to get 15% off your first order. That's on all gift sets, coffees, and teas. Yes, I said teas. If you know you don't mess with the uh, coffee, go ahead and mess with the tea because it is something that you would thoroughly enjoy, and I guarantee that bad boy. Go ahead and pull up on the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Now, now Reggie. When you when you talk about you know you know the Falcons moving on you know and, and and trying to get this thing flush this thing out of the system the Rams are doing the same exact thing because they literally got their behinds kicked for the all four quarters yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think nobody would argue against that now but I but I I think there is there's going to be some players that need to step up in order for them to you know get a win especially when you're talking about going out on the road and traveling cross country like we talked about with the Braves. Who is the guy that you believe that can be able to do that will be able to do that in order for the Falcons to get a win? Well, look, I, I think what's what, what's going to be really important is you're going up against a, a Rams team that although they coun't stop the Bills at all because Josh Allen is an unbelievable player, he ridiculous might be an alien for all I know. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think for the for the Falcons, it's also going to be really important for their quarterback to play really well. I was really impressed with Marcus Mariota, man. I think through. Yeah. Like I said, through the first three quarters, he looked like he was moving the ball. Of course, you would like this team to be able to get into the end zone. Young Wei Koo ended up, of course, supplying 16 of the team's points just because he was hitting extra points and hitting all his field goals, which except right. for the last one, which he should have never had a had the kick. Um, right. But I think at the end of the day, he he you need Marcus Mario to play well, especially against a defensive line that has some studs on it. I mean, Aaron Donald might be the best NFL player I might have ever seen. That guy, I've never seen anything Ditto. that looks like that, <laughs> runs like that. That's you know? ridiculous. So automatically, he's a guy that's going to cause you problems in, in, in your offensive line that, that we are still pretty shaky on based on what they can actually do. So thankfully for that, you've got a guy with Marcus Mariota that can actually run the ball. He's got some movement, and I think that um, – it, look, once again, you, you don't have the receivers like maybe the Bills had. You don't have a guy like Stephon Diggs who can beat a guy like uh, Jalen Ramsey. But I think that you have to understand that you you did see some some chinks in their armor, armor that you can kind of go after. Maybe Jalen right. Ramsey isn't up to it this year. Maybe you see what Drake London can do against it. Maybe right. um, you try to run the ball more with, with Marcus Mariota to open things up. And I, I think that that's going to all have to be really, really important. So my pick in this game maybe Marcus Mariota, if this – if the Falcons want any shot of trying to beat a team that coming off a Super Bowl got embarrassed last week in week one when they raised the banner in the first week of the NFL season on national TV in front of everybody. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder. They're going to try and embarrass the Falcons and the Falcons need to recognize that they need to come out ready to rock from the jump and they need to try to sustain it. Unlike what they did this last week. No doubt. And the thing about Marcus Mariota, which I think is a great point, right? Because I think he's going to be a, a, a factor in a lot of games this year because of now we we saw some improvement from in the offensive line last week, but we know we still sometimes those guys we know those guys are going to have their moments this year, and obviously with Aaron Donald being it's going to be that moment. I think that Aaron Donald is going to get some wins on on Sunday, and I'm, I'm not and I can't hide that fact right so really good i think he, marcus mario is definitely gonna have to be on his p's and q's and be able to move the pocket and, and get out escape the pocket and, and find somebody downfield or take off running with that bad boy to save face so I, I think that's an excellent pick but i got one 
I got one guy that yeah, can absolutely make a be a difference maker in this game, and that is Grady Jarrett. Okay. Not only because of the way that he played last 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 week, Grady was playing absolutely out of sight, out of mind. Like he exceeded his sack total from 2021 in the first half of this game, which was absolutely amazing. And I think he's kind of stellaring in at in what to what DMPs wants to ask him to do. And the reason why I think he's going to be X Factor in this game is because when you look at the Rams offensive line, their injuries all up and down that bad boy. Actually, three new starters on that offensive line. So I think that if Grady Jarrett can continue to play like he did last week, which I think I believe he can, he can take advantage of some matchups that he's definitely going to run up against in that at Rams offensive line because they have a lot of new guys, and it's not guys that they came in and paid a lot of money in free agents. They are guys that are just, hey – this guy's hurt, so uh, you come on and kind of kind of help luck. us out. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, go with the third jersey on. Let's get it. You know what I mean? Like he ain't off the street, but you know he's been sitting there back there waiting on his opportunity, and they're going to get their opportunity this week. And I think they're going to have a they're going to have an issue too. Um, not as much as Aaron Donald, but I, they're definitely going to have that issue as well. You know, it's interesting. I'm thinking about this defense as well. I think what what the Falcons also need to do is figure out how to guard somebody in the pass game. Like I said, I don't know what they were doing for the first three quarters, but all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, when you knew Jameis Winston had to throw the football, right. they could not stop him right. at all. And I think that at the end of the day, you've got a, 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 with, with, with Matthew Stafford, he's a guy that has some ups and downs. We'll throw some interceptions. Yeah, he will. You've got to hope that AJ Terrell is playing a little bit better than he did this last week. Michael Thomas hadn't played in two years, came out there and had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, looked like the old Michael Thomas. You know right. what I mean? So I think the secondary has to play a little better. Like you said, if Brady Jarrett can get to the passer and make things a little bit more difficult on that Rams offensive line that, like you said, looks a little shaky this year, is trying to replace some guys, uh, I think it'll maybe help out the secondary as well. And I think it'll be really important to do so if they want to try to beat this Rams team. No doubt about it. It's going to be super duper important. And, and I think that, you know, Grady is the guy to do it, right? They have somebody to try to take advantage of that. And that's one thing that, you know, we can't really say that's been going down. And he got some other – and he has help as well. So, yep. you know, Arna Ebicati, hey, man, you go ahead and continue to do it. I like, I like what I saw last week. Let's keep let's keep that keep that bad boy rolling. No doubt about it. Now another team in this city that's trying to get it, get back rolling. You know the Hawks didn't show well in the playoffs, and when Miami Heat quote unquote exposed Trey Young for yep. who he is and all that good stuff. So it seems that you know there's this list that came out. It's still a little list season, still list season being dropped out there, and they uh. They, they slick just hating on Trey Young. We'll talk about all that next. This is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T with my main man Reggie filling in. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra and my main man Reggie Chapman filling in for T today. She'll be back tomorrow. Don't don't start. Yeah, don't worry, guys. Don't worry. I'm, yeah. look, I'm, just, I'm just filling in for today. The star will be back soon. Right. I'm just, yes. I'm just trying to yes. hold it down and keep this thing together. All right? Let's yes. all calm down. You said it perfectly. The star of this show, absolutely. Tanitra is definitely the star of the show for sure. Now, um, now Reggie, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes what the hell we want to talk about, because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different, because <sighs> people slick hating on Trey Young again, man. Like, classic. So, yeah, it's just classic, man. It's just, you know, I'm not surprised anymore, you know, when you actually think about it. You know, the guys, there was a list that was uh, sent out to um, 15 uh, executives at the beginning of this year, so it was after the playoffs. And they did a poll as to who they thought 
were, you know, top guys under um, 25. It was top 10 guys under the age of 25. And, you know, they, once they, they went through this, you know, went through this list. And then Trey Young, now Luka Doncic was number one. Now I get all of get the it. love and all the hype about, I mean, um, Luka Doncic. And I, I get, get it. it. I, told, I, to, I totally, totally get it. it. I understand. I understand. It, you know, he had just went on the run to the Western really Conference good. Finals. Really literally, literally just went on the run to the Western Conference Finals. I get it. I understand. I, I'm not going to argue against that. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I don't like going back and forth with Mavericks fans because they're absolutely delirious. So, but the thing about it is they dropped. Trey in the in, in the in the rankings. Like so I'm I'm still trying to figure out like what happened? Like what changed? Did Trey Young not lead the league in total assists? Did Trey Young not lead the league in total points? You know, so I'm trying to figure out like why in the world would they drop this man down so far on this list? And like what actually happened? Because you now I look at Zion Williamson, who's number six on that list, I believe. The dude has played 85 games in three years. That's one season plus three. One season plus three in three years, and you still would take Zion Williamson over a Trey Young? Reggie, what is going on here, man? Okay, look, just to contextualize it, right? So for the people that haven't seen the article, it's from Hoops Hype, and like I said, they've talked to all these different executives. You got Luka at one. I get it. Jason right. Tatum's at two. Okay, you bring a team. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Tatum is a, is, is, is a superstar. I don't care Monster, how poorly yeah. he played against – uh, my Golden State Warriors, like I said, West Coast guy. I don't care how bad he played against them in the finals. I, he might, he is, he is a case to be number one. I think if he didn't break down so much, John Morant. Okay, I get it. All right, but that, that, even then, it's still kind of a toss up between Trey. But here's where things kind of got crazy for me. I'm thinking, all right, I'm scrolling down this list. Evan Mobley. Center like, come on, bro. for the Cleveland Cavaliers right. is at number four. And I'm thinking, okay, all right, we can make arguments all over the place. There's no yes. way in the world that Trey Young shouldn't be in the top top five because surprise, 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 he's actually not. You move on to five, it's Anthony Edwards, another good guy. He's good at these, very good. But he hasn't been a, he hasn't been a, he hasn't led the league in total points and total assists. He hasn't uh, averaged 30 a game. Like, I mean, he's not a guy leading a team by, you know what I'm saying? And come so you're on, thinking, man. all right, okay. At some point, Trey has to come in here, and you have to keep waiting. It goes Zion, then it goes Scotty Barnes, which I think is so disrespectful. The dude just played Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes over Trey, who was an All Star starter this year, right? You get Lamelo Ball at eight. All NBA too. Come on, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me because Lamelo Ball he played against. That's the thing. Look, Trey Young played against uh, uh, Evan Mobley. And Darius Garland, who came in at 10, and he also played against LaMelo Ball in playoff-type situations. They're trying to get into the playoffs, and Trey Young outplayed all of them. And he's listed at number 9 in the top 10 list. I think that's unbelievable. I mean, here's the thing, because I think you can make a lot of arguments about Trey maybe being too small. Or, or he's just a scorer, and maybe he broke down against this Heat team, who, by the way, was really good defensively, guys. And he was the only one on the floor that could really put the ball in the hoop for the Hawks when things got really tight there at the end of these games. So right. um, uh, I think he got a really bad rap for that. But there's no reason in the world he should have dropped down to nine. There's no way that I'm picking these other guys, this many other guys ahead of Trey Young, who has been an all-star multiple times. And guess what? He's only 23 years old. He's going to get better. And then this season, as in DeJounte Murray, who is going to add the defensive side of things, and also that scoring. He's going to take some of that, 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 that pressure off for Trey Young. And I've, I've always believed that, as somebody that watched the Warriors franchise build themselves into a championship yes. contender, you know what you have in Steph Curry. 
all-time shooter, the greatest of all time shooting the basketball, can score yes. the rock. I think that people don't give him enough credit for his defense, but at the end of the day, some of his, I think he's an underrated defender, but at the end of the day, because of his physical attributes, unfortunately, he's not going to be an all-world defender. It's not his fault. He can try as hard as he wants. He's not going to be an all-time defender. So what they did is they brought some defensive people around him. Draymond Green can guard anybody. Andrew Wiggins one is through an five, unbelievable wherever defender. You, pick you know what one. I mean? You got, when, when they started to really build this franchise, they brought in Andrew Bogut to bring some anchoring to the def, to, to, to defense. He wasn't even an offensive scorer because they knew they had Steph Curry. This is the same thing that I think with the, that the Hawks are trying to do. You bring in DeJounte Murray, who is a is an all-NBA defender, led the league in steals just last season, almost led the league in triple-doubles. He was at least top three. I mean, he is somebody that's going to take so much pressure off of Trey Young, and I think that, unfortunately – uh, because Trey Young has been so good so early, I think also, unfortunately, he's being uh, directly compared to Luka Doncic, who is maybe a top three player in the NBA. They're expecting more out of Trey Young. Trey Young at age 23 has achieved much more than most people have in their entire NBA careers. And I think yes, to indeed. drop him down to nine after a tough uh, uh, playoff performance where he basically willed his team into the playoffs for the second straight year, I think it's unfair to drop him down to nine, especially after guys by like Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes. That's disrespectful. Anthony Edwards, who I also think is really good, is not the player, is not the all-star that Trey Young is. To drop him behind right now at age 23, he's 23 years old, guys. Let's not forget that. I think that's unbelievable. And it's 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 really just super it's super, super disrespectful. Yeah, it's it's really disrespectful. And I think what we are experiencing here, I think it is prisoner of moment, right? Because that's why I kind of emphasize. This was done in January, so we're fresh off the playoffs. You fresh know, playoffs. we're fresh off the playoffs. You know, you know, and thinking about you know what what happened in that previous season. You know, so you everybody's kind of taking everything in and getting ready for you know uh, for another getting ready to kind of just make sure everything is okay as far as going into that, that following season. So, I, I because I'll even make an argument for John Morant because let's look at John Morant's play. Like you talking about from a facilitating standpoint. You're talking about from a, a, a knowing when to, you know, facilitate uh, and from a shooting standpoint, like John Morant doesn't even compare. Now, when you're talking about from excitement, the big guard, you know, take it to the take it to the rack, dunking on folks all on the ESPN sports and the highlights. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah, that's fine. But when you're talking about a guy that you can get a rock and say, hey, run this team, take this team, put this team on your back. And, and, and go to the playoffs and like will your team into the playoffs having to go through Cleveland, go through Charlotte to be able to get in just to get into the playoffs to play the Miami Heat, the number one ranked team in the NBA. So it's just a lot that Trey has accomplished, like you mentioned. And, and I think that people kind of disregard that. You know, I don't know if it's a little Atlanta hate. You know, of course, I'm going to say that because I'm born and raised here. It always the national media is always just going to be anti Atlanta. For whatever reason, and I ain't, we ain't got time to get into that today. But uh, I think that that's one of the things that you know we have to make sure. You know, we continue to talk about that type of stuff right here on ATL Day Ones because you know we ain't gonna let nobody hate on Trey because Trey is doing exactly what he needs to do. He had, like you mentioned, he has help with Dejounte Murray, and I, I believe the Hawks are are on to something this year. I think Travis Schlenk and Landry Fields, you know, with him coming in as the general manager of this team. I think there's going to be something very good to look out for this year uh, in this upcoming season, Reggie. 
I think not having Trey Young top five, like you said, is is inexcusable. I think it's like ridiculous. you said, you, you yeah. can make the argument. Like I like Luca and, and Jason Tatum. I, I get it. I totally you argue against it, that. It, That's fine. I, yeah, I get it. I'll I'll let yeah. that go. Right. That's cool. But yeah. you you, uh, you like you said, there's arguments to be made about the the difference between Ja Morant and 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 Trey Young. I think at the end of the day, they're both very very good players. But I think one thing that people are not talking about is I think that. Uh, Memphis was better built when Josh showed up to be successful than what Atlanta has been over the last couple years. I mean, they they knew what they were doing. There was nothing right? here. They decided to move out a couple of guys because they knew John Morant would be the new star because they had had right. top four, top five picks for the multiple years before that. They were building this team up. I think right now is just the first time that the the, the Hawks have found some guys that where it makes sense to where they can make that next step. It's always only been. Uh, Trey Young versus you mm-hmm. watch the 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 Grizzlies versus the Warriors in that in that series this last year. Jaw goes out for multiple games. You got guys playing out of their mind, right? You got Jaren Jackson Jr. They have a very is, deep roster. A player. Yes. That's what I'm saying. The yes. team is just yeah. deeper versus the Hawks. So I think unfortunately, Jaw gets a lot. He's a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but I think prisoner of the moment. He got more help and has gotten more help than Trey Young has gotten. And Trey Young is, but once again, we keep forgetting all NBA player, uh, All Star starter. Led the league in points. I mean, we have to take all that into account. He was more available than John Morant was. It's, but here's the: I'll let you have job, but to have Evan Mobley and 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 um and Anthony Edwards both ahead <laughs> yeah, of Trey Young. That's what I'm saying. I'll like I'll argue. We can argue. Throw Scotty in there too. Yeah, you you too, Scotty. Scotty, you, you get a smoke too because there's just no reason that either of these guys or any of the, those three guys should be above Trey Young, who has consistently shown he's one of the best players in the NBA. So I mean, it's it's. It is what it is. It is yeah, what it, it is. is. So what I think they're on the right track now, though. Yeah, def- most definitely. And I think that, you know, we can definitely stay on the right track. And we appreciate you, man, for rocking with us, uh, Reggie. And we thank you guys for listening to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T, uh, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Don't forget that, you know, we are on Roku and on Amazon. And special programming announcement coming up tomorrow. We have ATL Hangout Fridays. It's going down. Mark Zeno, John Chuckery, myself, and the superstar, Tanitra Batiste, will be back. back. Let's go. Make sure y'all come check out ATL Hangout Fridays tomorrow. And we will be talking about some, hopefully, you know, a preview in the Braves. And we will go deep, deep, deep into what the Falcons got to do in order to get a win against the Los Angeles Rams. We thank y'all for listening to ATL Day Ones. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back tomorrow. So, what you waiting on? Y'all come back now, you hear?